You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Celestino, filling in for the fantastic and irreplaceable Rick Franzi. Our audience is made up of business owners and executives who listen to learn from our guests. If your company is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio shows may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain great exposure through their support of the show. We deliver over 30,000 valuable sponsor impressions a month. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. Again, that number is 951-515-4661. All of our shows can be found from our website, criticalmassforbusiness.com, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Back to business. Our next guest is calling into the show, Andy LaPointe, author of The Five-Day Weekend. And who doesn't like a five-day weekend? Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Asia. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so, Andy, in order to tell our audience about how your book came about, can you give us a little bit of background about you and your career? Sure, sure. Actually, my um, my career uh, dates way back to when I was about 12 or 13 years old with, uh, with my grandmother. And she basically laid the foundation of uh, a lot of what I've learned um, and what I've appreciated throughout my entire life. And the current business that I am now, it is a food business uh, since I've left the corporate world. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is because I still remember on my grandmother's farm uh, picking apples and uh, tomatoes and kale and strawberries and such. And she was telling me about how apples help with asthma, how cherries help with joint pain, how kale's packed with I- uh, iron. And again, this was, this was 30 years ago, and I'm, I'm just a little kid standing next to my grandmother in her, in her kitchen after we picked all this fresh uh, fruits and vegetables standing next to her as she was making you know, all this fresh produce um, into some great recipes. And the time that I spent with my grandmother helped me realize um, the importance of family, doing things together, as well as, um, you know, there's a bigger world out there when you really think about what's possible. So that's a, the foundation that I, that I started from. And uh, once I got a little bit older, in, in 1991, I graduated from uh, Eastern Michigan University with a degree in finance. And throughout, uh, throughout college, I sold residential real estate to help put myself through college. In addition to selling residential real estate, um, I also worked with my dad, who is a construction superintendent for a Detroit area commercial real estate developer. So, and then after college, I worked full-time leasing and selling commercial real estate in and around the Detroit area. And after a few years, my wife, uh, Jennifer, and I decided that we wanted to move from the Detroit area to northern Michigan, to Traverse City area, which is about four hours north of Detroit. And the reason we wanted to do that is we decided, number one, where in the world, basically took out a map of Michigan and the United States and said, you know, where exactly do we want to raise a family? Where do we want to uh, basically put down roots? And we decided it was northern Michigan, uh, just because it's a rural area, and that's one of the favorite vacation spots, so a lot of the folks in and around the uh, Detroit area. And in uh, 2004, I switched careers from selling real estate to a Series 7 stockbroker. 
And I still remember the first day that I that I joined my job. Uh, my manager came into the office and he looked at me and the other the other new hires and just looked at each of us in the eye and said, "You know what? I believe you can do this." And that's all that's all the motivation that I needed. So over the next uh, so over the next few years, um, I really put my head down and I became the number one stockbroker for my office in opening retirement accounts for the small businesses in and around my area. Wow. And that is yeah. such a polarizing story to go from something pre-health craze, talking about all these fruit-based um, interests, and then becoming a Series 7 stockbroker and working in corporate America for 15 years. How do you get the courage to move from something like corporate America to creating your own business and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, and that's a that's a great question. And truthfully, some of the things that happened to me in corporate America, that's what encouraged me to become the entrepreneur. Because in 2004, I became that stockbroker, and then in um, uh, as I worked through worked through. Um, becoming that uh, the number one uh, retirement account uh, broker in uh, in my office opened up SARSEPs and simple plans which is way back in the, way back in the uh, uh, mid 1990s which were the first retirement plans for small business um, but anyways um, I became a registered investment advisor and then a mutual fund wholesaler and the first job that I took as a mutual fund wholesaler in um, uh, 1999, I uh, the the company that I work for was based in Phoenix, Arizona, and as a mutual fund wholesaler, basically what that meant was is I worked with the top money managers in the entire U.S. So I worked directly with the money managers. I sold investment products to the stockbrokers so the stockbrokers can in turn sell it to their customers. So I worked for directly with the money managers. And what was interesting, the very first mutual fund company that I worked for um, was actually bought out nine months after I joined the company. But the nice thing about that particular position is, number one, I was able to still live in northern Michigan. Um, I traveled the, the four states that I was assigned to. So I was, I was traveling about 150 nights per year, flying about 75,000 airline miles per year. So I worked out of my home office, but that company that I worked for within nine months, it was purchased. And basically, I still remember the, the call from the, the from the president of the company. He called me up and said, "Hey, Andy, this is you know this is the president of the company, and everyone knows that the company was just bought out. But I want to let you know you're my guy from Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, uh, and the states that I covered." Because I'm, I've only been there for nine months, and you know everyone's kind of worried. Okay, if, since the company was bought out, they have the new sales team in. Are they going to eliminate some of the you know some of the wholesalers because there's there's repetition in some of the territories they were covering? But the president of the old company called up all the wholesalers, including me, and said, you know, you're my guy. Um, don't worry about it. You're you have a you have a job with this company. However, within two weeks, the president took hit the old president took his buyout. Then then two weeks after that, the new sales manager came in and called me up and said, "Andy, I'm the new sales manager. We no longer need your services. So I need you to re, um, I need your uh, resignation by the end of the day." So mm-hmm. I went from. Uh, being brought into a uh, brand new career with a with a brand new company that I worked for, worked there for about nine months. The president of the company calls me up personally, assures me that 
I'm his guy, just like he did with a number of other uh, wholesalers on the job. Two weeks later, after he moved on, the new sales manager came in and basically eliminated you know, a lot of us. He taught me to take everything with a grain of salt moving forward. So that was one of the biggest lessons I've learned from the corporate world. But actually, it was a blessing in disguise because over the next three months, while I was looking for another job, I had an opportunity to move to different states. To Indianapolis, for example, I was offered a job in um, uh, Washington to be based out of Washington and cover that part of the U.S. with different companies. But my wife Jennifer and I, we decided that, number one, we were not going to move for any company because number because we went through that experience with the with the president. But more importantly, number two, family came first, and with a strong family, you can do anything in this world that you want to. So we made the decision to stay in Northern Michigan and seek out a position that allowed me to work out of my house in Northern Michigan and still uh, be in the wholesaler. Uh, which is which I absolutely loved. So I was fortunate enough to have a position with uh, Travelers Insurance, which was a subsidiary of Citigroup. And Citigroup, of course, was a Fortune 10 company. And the nice thing about working with uh, Travelers, since it was a subsidiary of Citigroup, at 31 years old, um, I earned the title as a regional vice president. And having the title of a regional vice president, I was able to enjoy you know, uh, all of the benefits of being a mid-level man, a mid-level executive with Citigroup. I was able to fly into corporate head, uh, helicopters as well as to travel to White Plains, which was a Citigroup uh, corporate retreat a number of times. So the nice thing about that opportunity is it was, number one, we didn't move. Family came first. We knew exactly what we wanted out of the job and the opportunity. However, Traveling 150 nights per year, flying 75,000 airline miles. As my son and daughter were born, the years started to go by. The first two and three and four years started to go by. And I still remember coming home from being away for five days and coming home and looking at my son and looking at my daughter, and I felt I did not know them at all. What I that love about your story, though, even though you have these insecurities about not knowing your family, is that you know that family came first and that your job was to provide for your family and to support your family, and that's the reason why you were working, even though you enjoyed it. And we have to take a short break in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about the five-day weekend more, how to leverage your time and your income to achieve the ultimate lifestyle. Can't wait to talk about this. Uh, Andy, please stick around. Thank you. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. 
Visit us at www.thetoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Asia Salasino, filling in for Rick Franzi. And we are talking to Andy LaPointe, the author of The Five-Day Weekend. I could talk about productivity and leisure and work and how it all fits together for days, but we only have ten minutes, unfortunately. So, Andy, what is The Five-Day Weekend about, and what is the concept that this book is really portraying? And that, that's a great question, Asia. Um, Basically, the five-day weekend implements the simple concept, which, is, uh, which was first discovered by Archimedes. And, of course, Archimedes was the great Greek inventor, astronomer, mathematician, and engineer. And to quote Archimedes, he said, Give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum on which to place it, and I shall move the world. So by implementing the concept of leverage, the five-day weekend system helps you to multiply your output. As your output increases, it gives you more flexibility in how you spend your time, and your income, of course, increases because you're increasing your output, you're increasing the value add to your organization as well as your, uh, your own business. And as you increase and add value to others, they, of course, in turn, will compensate you for your time, talent, and ability. Uh, but the whole concept of five-day weekend system is implementing the concept of leverage. Can you give an example of how a CEO or a middle market company might implement your concept in their business? Yeah, the um, uh, from the from the middle level company or the CEO um, to implement the concept to implement leverage. First and foremost, you need to know what you're leveraging first and what you want to leverage. And to do that is you need to create a system and a in and of itself, not only uh, increase productivity, it'll also reduce time on getting uh, activities completed. In addition, it also increases morale. And the reason that it does that is, for example, you need a system for customer follow-up. 
You need a system for your sales team and your sales department to be prospecting. You need a system for anything in your organization because with a system, if anybody has any questions, you have your system, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. There's no misunderstandings. There's no misconceptions. And with the system in place, the nice thing about having that, once it's in place, everyone can refer to that, number one. And number two, during company and corporate meetings and when you do hire new individuals, the new employees to your organization knows exactly what they need to do they can get up to speed faster, and most importantly, they become part of the tribe of your organization because if everyone is talking the same steps, one, two, three, four for customer follow-up, the same steps, one, two, three, four for uh, implementation of a uh, sales presentation or prospecting, it allows the opportunity for higher levels of masterminding with your employees because, again, they're talking the same language, as well as once you have the system in place, it allows you to move forward as a whole organization based upon what was created. It does take time to create a system, and with a system in place, you have that capability for every single department in your organization. Systems and operations are closest to success. We got it. So. You mentioned cash flow mindsets in your book. Can you explain what that is and how does one create a cash flow mindset? Yeah, uh, spending 15 years in the investment industry, a lot of individuals believe that net worth indicate, indicates wealth. But net worth does not indicate wealth. Cash flow indicates wealth. And a great example of uh, why net worth does not indicate wealth, nor is it a reflection of lifestyle, Look what happened with the stock market. I, I had a number of friends, including my own portfolio, and I know a lot of your listeners' portfolio. On one day, their portfolio may have been worth $4 million, as an example. In their mind, they're going, okay, my net worth is $4 million because my stock portfolio is, is worth X, my real estate portfolio is worth Y, as well as all the other assets that I have. That is net worth. However, a week later, three, four, five weeks later, that was cut in half by the decline in the uh, stock market. A year or so later, the real estate market bottom fell out. So their, that net worth of $4 million may have gone down to 900000 or even less for, uh, for some of your listeners, unfortunately. So number one, net worth does not determine lifestyle. Cash flow determines lifestyle. So rather than focusing on net worth, focus on creating the cash flow that you need to support your lifestyle. And the way to do that is determine what you want your lifestyle to be, no matter what that lifestyle is. It could be traveling the world. It could be whatever is appropriate for you and your personal situation. Create the lifestyle that you want, then create the cash flow that you need to support that lifestyle. That's where the assets come in to create the cash flow. The cash flow supports the lifestyle. Very good points, Andy. I've got to ask you, what is your guiding principle, if you had to choose one? My guiding principle, first and foremost, is as an individual, is to maximize, is to first explore the talents and skills that were blessed upon me, and just and everyone listening to this call is blessed with certain talents and skills. My guiding principle is to, number one, discover those talents and skills that have been blessed upon me. 
maximize those talents and skills that I have and take my talents and skills to the world. Great. And everyone listening to this call, that, that that's basically my guiding principle. And the nice thing about it is everyone has unique talents and skills that they've been blessed with from, uh, from birth. It's just discovering those talents and skills because when you discover those talents and skills, it allows you to, number one, evolve into the lifestyle, which is based upon those talents and skills that you have naturally, which is most important to you as an individual. So that's my guiding principle, to develop my own talents and skills, what I can do, and take those talents and skills to the world. And Andrew, before we go, how does someone get in touch with you or learn more about your book? Um, we do have a website, which if uh, you have a pencil and paper, you can write this down, which is 5dayweekendsystem.com, and 5 is F-I-F. F-I-V-E, and everything is spelled out, so 5daysystem.com. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Again, that was Andy Lowpoint, author of The Five-Day Weekend. We are cursed with such short time, and I had so many questions for you, but thank you for joining us. Thank you, Asia. I really appreciate it. Have a good evening. You too. And Critical Mass Radio Show's mission is to help CEOs running middle market firms to improve their decision-making skills. This show has been brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today's show is Mr. Paul Roberts. The producer is Crystal Nunley. Guest coordinator, Kathleen Shepard. Our live events coordinator is Melissa Padani. VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Asia Salasino, filling in for the fantastic Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, want to refer future guests, or advertise, please visit our website at criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next show, we hope all your decisions move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.